0: This recording was produced by Green Lane Masjid. For more information on the activities and services the mosque provides, please visit www.greenlanemasjid.org. Alhamdulillahi <laughs> ta'ala, na وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم تسليما كثيرا يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق قاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون يا أيها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحدة وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والأرحام إن الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم أعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما أما بعد فإن أصدق الحديث كتاب الله تعالى وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الأمور محدثاتها وكل محدثة بدعه وكل بدعه ضلاله وكل ضلاله في النار and what is collected in Sahih al-Bukhari on the authority of Abu Darda عنه, that he said that we were once sitting with the Prophet وسلم, when Abu Bakr عنه, approached us and the Prophet وسلم, saw him coming so well did he know his closest and dearest of companions that he said as for your companion meaning Abu Bakr عنه, then he's upset he came and he said, O Messenger of Allah, I had a misunderstanding with Umar. Me and Umar had a dispute, a misunderstanding. And I said something to him that I later regretted. But when I asked him to say back to me so that we would be equal, he refused and he left and he went home. So I've come to you, O Messenger of Allah. As he's having this discourse with the Prophet wasallam, Umar an decides that he should go back and reconcile with Abu Bakr. So he leaves his home and he goes to the house of Abu Bakr and he asks for him. But he's told he's not there. So then he comes upon this gathering of the Prophet ﷺ. And as the Prophet ﷺ sees Umar approaching, he becomes angry. And as the companions used to say that when the Prophet ﷺ became angry, you could tell in his face. You could see in his facial features, in the color of his face, that he was upset ﷺ. So when Abu Bakr radiyallahu an saw these signs he saw these facial features changing he understood that the prophet sallallahu alaihi was going to be upset but rather than directing his ayah, his upset at Abu Bakr radiyallahu an the one who came and said I was the one who wronged Umar he's instead upset with Umar so Abu Bakr radiyallahu an goes down upon his knees and he says ana kuntu azlam i was the one who wronged him o messenger of allah i was the one in the wrong not him the Prophet ﷺ said to Umar, to the companions gathered around him, and it is a lesson for each and every single one of us by extension. He said, In wa qala Abu Bakrin When Allah azza sent me to all of you people, all of you said, you are a liar. But Abu Bakr stood and he said, he speaks the truth. And then he sacrificed for me his life and his wealth. فَهَلْ أَنْتُمْ تَارِكُوا لِصَاحِبِي So will you not leave my companion alone? Abu darda radiallahu an said, فَمَا أُوذِيَ بَعْدَهُ He was never harmed again, meaning Abu Bakr radiallahu an. This is one hadith of the many hadith that you will find in the sunnah that speak about the virtue of this amazing companion of the Prophet sallam Abu Bakr radiallahu an. If I was to stand here and begin his life story, speak about his seerah, his biography, speak about his virtues and the many accomplishments that he has to his name radiyallahu an, it would take me many many khutbas. We could spend the whole year, every single khutbah of this Jumu'ah, and we still wouldn't exhaust the many lessons from the life of this companion. And it is enough to know that it is from the foundations of our aqidah, from the belief that me and you have as Muslims, that the greatest person in this ummah after his messenger and prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam is none other than Abu Bakr radiallahu And the aqeedah of the salaf, the aqeedah of the Muslim, is based upon the core principles that they have to believe in. And it is also based upon the core principles that differentiate them from other Muslim groups that have erred in those principles. And from those principles is the station of the companions, and in particular, who the greatest of them were. Abu Bakr is someone who has many, many accolades to his name. But what I want to share with you in this brief time that we have before us today is some of the attributes that make Abu Bakr who he was. Some of the main characteristics that he possessed in his personality, in his character, in the way that he conducted himself, that gave him the station that Allah gave to him. Perchance, Even though none of us can reach that status and that level, if we were to take some of those lessons, even if we could reach only a tenth of what Abu Bakr reached, even if we could only take a small amount and attain what Abu Bakr attained, it would be for us sufficient by Allah's permission, by His grace and by His mercy. I have a number of attributes, time permitting, that I want to share with you. And each one of them is important and each one of them is linked with another. The first thing that made Abu Bakr radiyallahu Allah from the greatest or the greatest of the companions of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi is the knowledge that he possessed of this religion. When you think of the name of Abu Bakr, you don't think knowledge. When I say knowledge to you amongst the companions, perhaps the people that come to your mind are the likes of Ibn Abbas or Ibn Mas'ud or Aisha or Abu Hurayra radiallahu anhum. Abu Bakr is not from amongst the most prolific narrators of hadith. Nor was Abu Bakr known for his many fatawa or his many judgments or edicts. You don't have much of the knowledge of Abu Bakr in the books of hadith. But amongst the companions, he was the most knowledgeable of them. His knowledge was one that gave him understanding of the sharia. His knowledge is what allowed him to attain the highest levels of iman. He had knowledge, even though perhaps you don't read it in the books that you have before you. But amongst the companions, he was known and accepted as being the most knowledgeable from amongst them. And we have snippets of this within the Sharia. From him is a hadith in Al-Bukhari of Abdullah bin Mas'ud radiyallahu anhu. When he said that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam towards the end of his life, he sat amongst his companions one day and he said, giving a khutbah, إِنَّ اللَّهَ خَيَّرَ Abdan بَيْنَ الدُّنْيَا وَبَيْنَ مَا عِنْدَهُ فَاخْتَارَ مَا عِنْدَ الله. Indeed Allah عز wa gave to a person a choice between the life of this world and between that which Allah عز wa has. And that servant chose what Allah عز has. Ibn Mas'ud said that made Abu Bakr cry. And we were amazed, surprised. Why is he crying? Surely any person in that position who's given that choice would choose Allah and they wouldn't choose this dunya. But then he said we realized something that only Abu Bakr realized. And that is that the Prophet ﷺ was speaking about himself. He was the one given the choice and he's the one who made the choice. And what he's telling us, but we didn't understand, is that his days left upon this dunya are limited. And so Ibn Mas'ud ﷺ said, وَكَانَ أَبُوْ بَكْرِ نَعْلَمُنَا And Abu Bakr was the most knowledgeable from amongst us, from amongst the companions. Abu Bakr an had knowledge of the Qur'an and he had knowledge of the sunnah of the Prophet ﷺ by virtue of being close to the Prophet ﷺ, by sitting with him and understanding this religion, it allowed him to give, it gave him wisdom, and he gave him an ability to come close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that is how any person comes closer to Allah azza wa jal. If you have sincerity and you seek knowledge of this religion, and you come and you learn, does it mean that you have to be the famous imam standing upon the minbar? Does it mean you have to be the person that everyone knows? Does it mean that you have to be the name that everyone's familiar with? Everyone can seek knowledge. And that knowledge for many people perhaps it remains between them and between Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu was known for his knowledge because at the key points within the seer of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa in the key points after the death of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi sallam and during his khilafa, he stood and he took a stance. And the stance that he took often more than not was the correct stance. And that is why, when the Prophet ﷺ in the first year the Hajj was obligated, before he went and performed his following in the following year his own farewell Hajj, he chose Abu Bakr ﷺ to lead the pilgrims. He chose him to be the Imam of Hajj. And as Ibn Taymiyyah and others said, the reason being because Abu Bakr was the most knowledgeable. In Hajj you have hundreds of issues. Every person has a different question. Every person has a different circumstance and scenario. Everyone's got their issues in Hajj. You need someone who has a wide understanding of the sharia and understanding of all of the rulings of fiqh and the Prophet sallallahu wasallam chose Abu Bakr for that position he is, one of the, most, he is the most knowledgeable of the companions radiyallahu from the attributes of Abu Bakr radiyallahu An, then connected to his knowledge was his trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala his iman in Allah azza wa that at every key moment in the life of the Prophet ﷺ, when other people would question, when other people would have to have an internal debate, when other people would be unsure, Abu Bakr was like a mountain, like a rock, so stable and so firm, that even in those things that other people would think perhaps, it's beyond the realms of understanding, Abu Bakr would stand and he would say, I believe and I accept what the Prophet ﷺ said. So sure was the Prophet ﷺ of the knowledge and the Iman of Abu Bakr radiallahu anh, that sometimes the Prophet ﷺ would say in his absence, I believe in this. And Abu Bakr and Umar believe in this. Didn't need them to be there. Didn't need to ask them. He was so sure of the Iman of Abu Bakr. Radiallahu and that is why we have that famous incident when, after the night journey, after the Prophet ﷺ had his Isra and Mi'raj and he went to the heavens and back in a single night. And this news became widespread in Mecca. Abu Bakr had yet to hear it from the mouth of the Prophet ﷺ. So when some of the Quraysh, they came and they said to him, Abu Bakr, do you know now why your companion is claiming that he went in a single night from Mecca to Jerusalem, not only there he went to the heavens and back in a single night? Do you think that this is something which is possible? He said, I already believe in something which is greater than this. I already believe that Allah every day and every night gives Him revelation from the seven heavens. So, what's one what, single journey? What is a single journey compared to what I have already accepted? That is the Iman of Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu. In every single place, every single situation, He's looking at that which will, which will be pleasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. His strong iman, his firm iman, the place that he has in this religion is because he never wavered radiyallahu anhu And that is why even after the death of the Prophet sallallahu when the Prophet sallallahu had instructed an army just before his death to set out under the general, uh, under the general Usama ibn Zayd radiyallahu anhumah, under his leadership, that they would go and they would fight the Romans. And then the army as he was preparing to start out, it stopped because he heard that the Prophet was severely ill and then he died wasallam. Abu Bakr an becomes the khalifa. People now, have refused to start to, people now have refused to give zakah. People from amongst the Arabs have apostated from Islam. We have people claiming to be false prophets that have already cropped up and some of them have started to emerge now that the Prophet sallam has died. Some of the senior companions, they came to Abu Bakr. And they said, this is our own army. This army of Usama is all of the Muslims. This is the strength of Medina. If they go out, there is no one left. So why don't you delay the army? Pull them back, let things settle down, and then you can send them at a different time. Abu Bakr radiallahu an said, that I will never undo a knot that was tied by the Prophet sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam." The Prophet ﷺ commanded this army to leave, it will leave. That was the iman of Abu Bakr. The army would go out, it would be victorious by Allah's permission, and it would return. That is the iman of Abu Bakr. I don't have the time to go through the countless examples that we have within the seerah. But you will find in every single moment and in every single place, you will find that the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is saying something or doing something or taking a position, and Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu is the one who is there first and foremost. And that is why the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa said what he said, as I mentioned at the beginning, Indeed Allah azza wa sent me, everyone else said, you are a liar. But Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu stood and he said, you speak the truth. From the attributes of Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu, is that he would always look for that which was most pleasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Where can I gain the most reward? What can I do that is most pleasing to Allah جل, even if it is difficult for me, even if I have to make some personal sacrifice, even if in this there is pain for me, I will do it to please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And perhaps one of the greatest examples that we have from his life is in the story of the slander of our mother Aisha, radiyallahu Anha, the daughter of Abu Bakr, from amongst those people who spread those rumours who were partaking in that slander was one of the relatives of Abu Bakr a companion by the name of Mistah and Mistah was a companion from the people of Badr who participated in the battle of Badr but he got caught up in this issue of the slander so Abu Bakr after the innocence of his daughter was declared by Allah in the Quran he said as for Mistah I will never spend upon him again Mistah was a poor man a relation to Abu Bakr so Abu Bakr would give him sadaqah and charity to help him he said, I won't spend upon him anymore. And As we know, me and you, every single one of us has the right to give our sadaqah wherever we choose. You don't want to give your sadaqah somewhere, you don't have to give it there, you give it somewhere else, it's up to you. Abu Bakr said, I don't want to give it to this man anymore because of what he said about my daughter. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed the verse in the Quran, وَلَا ulul kum masa. Those from amongst you that have been given virtue and have been given wealth, when they would spend upon their family and upon the and the weak and the poor and the muhajirin in the path of Allah, don't let them stop doing what they were doing. But rather they should pardon and forgive. Do you not love that Allah should forgive you in return? Abu Bakr said, by Allah, I love that Allah should forgive me. So he went back and he spent upon this very man, Mistah radiyallahu That is Abu Bakr radiyallahu He hears a verse, he's told that this is something more pleasing to Allah, he does it for the sake of Allah in the hadith of Abu Dawood and the tirmidhi Umar radiallahu an said, there came a time when the Prophet was asking for sadaqah. Never in my life did I have more wealth than at that point. So I thought to myself, today I will best Abu Bakr. So I came and I brought half of my wealth to the Prophet sallallahu And he said to me, what did you leave behind, Umar? I said, I left a similar amount behind for my family. But then Abu Bakr came and he brought everything. And the Prophet sallallahu asked him, what did you leave behind Abu Bakr for your family? He said, As for me, I left behind for them Allah and His Messenger. Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. That is the iman of Abu Bakr. That is his trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his certainty in Allah's promise. That is the knowledge of Abu Bakr. That everyone else in that situation will think that I should leave a small amount behind, save for a rainy day. But Abu Bakr stands and he said, As for me, Allah is sufficient. And as is Prophet is sufficient. بارك الله لي ولكم في القرآن والسنة ونفعني ويياكم فيما فيه من الآيات والحكمة أقول قولي هذا وأستغفر الله لي ولكم وجميع المسلمين من كل ذنب فاستغفروه إنه الغفور الرحيم بسم الله والحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وصحبه ومن والاه وسلم تسليما كثيرا أما بعد أبو بكر رضي الله عنه was known for his amazing character. His knowledge of this religion, his trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, his seeking of Allah's pleasure, made him from amongst the greatest of the companions in character, the most generous of people, the kindest of people, the most patient of people, the most gentle of people. And from his characteristics that I want to conclude upon today, is that he was also extremely humble. Someone who knew despite the many promises that he was given by the Prophet ﷺ that he would attain Jannah, that he was guaranteed Jannah, that he would be from the people of Jannah, he never lost that humbleness before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Was still afraid for himself. In the hadith in Al-Bukhari Abu Bakr radiya from the few Hadiths that are narrated by him, radiya he said that I came to the Prophet ﷺ and I said, O Messenger of Allah, teach me a dua that I can make in my salah. And the Prophet sallallahu alayhi sallam replied and he said to him, Say, Allahumma inni yadzalamtu nafsi dhulman kathira, wa fi riwayah dhulman kabira, wa la illa ant, faaghfir li maghfiratan min Indika warhamni innaka antal ghafoor rahim.' Or Oh Allah, indeed, I have oppressed myself a great deal, and in the other wording, a great oppression, and no one forgives sins except you. So forgive me and have mercy upon me. Indeed, you are all for forgiving, most merciful. That is Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu, a man of ibadah, a man of knowledge, a man who always looks for that which is most pleasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. These attributes are important for every single Muslim. And even if we don't have them to the level of Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu, we should have a portion of them in our lives that we may take from the example of these companions and that we may try to our best to emulate them in the way that they were. Ask Allah Azza wa Jal that he makes us from amongst those people who follow in their example. And that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes us from amongst those people who will be reunited with them, will be united with them in their company on Yom al-qiyamah. Ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he keeps us firm upon this religion, that he showers his mercy and his forgiveness and his blessings upon us and upon our communities. And that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes this time easy for us. And that Allah Azza wa Jal relieves us from the hardship and the difficulty that we are in. Subhana rabbika rabbil izzati amma yasifun wa ala mursaleen walhamdulillahi rabbil.